0: This has been an unusual week in markets, especially in the UK, and it is only Wednesday. It has been a long time since we have seen such wild moves in the currency and bond markets of a developed country, let alone a warning from the IMF who say that they are closely monitoring recent economic developments in the UK. UK banks have been scrambling to pull mortgage products over the last few days, and today the Bank of England had to step in to prop up the bond market as pension funds faced urgent demands for cash. So let's go over why the Bank of England had to step in, what is going on with pensions, and what the developments in the UK mortgage market might mean for homeowners. Ok, the rising bond yields and weak currency that we have seen over the last few days mostly reflects a lack of faith in UK Chancellor Kwasi Kwarteng's plan to fund large tax cuts and untargeted energy subsidies through the issuance of debt, backed by a promise of future growth. The IMF said that they understand that the package is meant to boost growth, but warned that the stimulus package is likely to increase inflation, which the UK central bank is trying to fight. And that really is the essence of the problem. The UK Treasury is pursuing a strategy that opposes what the Bank of England is trying to do, and the whole thing just looks disorganized and chaotic, and that's kind of because it is. While it might be over the top to compare the situation in the UK to Turkey or Italy, the fact that these comparisons are being made at all should be quite a concern within the UK government. So, the Bank of England had to step in with emergency action today to halt a growing crisis in the government bond markets with a £65 billion bond buying program. £65 billion converts roughly into around $65 billion. They warned that the turmoil in the UK government bond market poses a material risk to UK financial stability. The decision to intervene was not made by the bank's Monetary Policy Committee, who were informed of the decision after it was made by the bank's financial experts. This is a surprising move as it comes as the Monetary Policy Committee had been ready to enact the exact opposite policy – selling government bonds. That process, which was due to start next week, has been delayed for now. So, why do they have to step in to buy government bonds when they had been planning to sell them? Well, essentially they had to step in due to problems being faced by pension plans. I will explain their hedging issues in just a moment, but you had a situation where the Bank of England planned on selling bonds to withdraw stimulus The UK Treasury planned on selling bonds so that they could add stimulus, and pension funds were forced to sell bonds for hedging reasons, meaning that you have a lot of very big sellers and not many buyers at all. And that's a pretty good definition of a liquidity problem. The Bank of England was clear that they were only doing this to buy time to prevent a vicious cycle for pension funds. The Bank of England said that its action would be strictly time limited and came after market participants said that there was a proper shit show happening in government bond markets. I didn't make that up, that is an actual quote from the Financial Times. Okay, so what is going wrong for pension funds then? Well, defined benefit pension schemes are retirement plans that pay retirees a fixed monthly amount, which is usually determined by a formula based on things like how long you worked at a firm for or how much you earned. This type of pension scheme has mostly disappeared, other than maybe for government workers, in that they are mostly no longer available to new members due to the high cost to employers. They have been replaced with defined contribution plans today. But there are still around £2 trillion, which is approximately $2 trillion, in defined benefit pension scheme assets in the UK today. With these plans, there are usually no employee contributions required. They were historically employer-funded and there are no individual accounts, the employer just makes regular contributions to the plan to fund the participant's future benefits. Now, Because a pension plan like this owes money to retirees in the future, the present value of those liabilities will change when interest rates change. When interest rates fall, as they have since 1982, the present value of the pension liabilities will grow, as the amount of money owed is being discounted at lower and lower interest rates. Now if the plan was fully funded, the fund manager wouldn't care about this. They could just invest all of the money in bonds and that would effectively hedge the volatility of the pension liabilities. But most of these plans are not fully funded, so they can't do that. Instead they have maybe half of their assets in liability matching bonds, and the rest in growth assets like corporate credit, stocks, property investments, that sort of thing. They then hedge the risks of this change in present value with derivatives using bond assets as collateral. The expectation for the fund is that the riskier assets will deliver good returns over time such that the pension plan will eventually be fully funded. The derivatives are just there to desensitize the plan to future interest rate swings. So, do they really need to do this, you might ask? Well, if you are running a company that has large pension obligations and you don't want to report huge swings in the plan's funding status in your annual financial accounts or to the pensions regulator, it might make sense to hedge most UK-defined benefit pension plans hedge their positions through gilt derivatives managed by liability-driven investment funds, known as LDI, which are run by some of the biggest asset management firms out there. This has worked quite well over time, but it means that defined benefit pension funds are counterparties to a significant amount of leverage in the financial system, and that can mean liquidity problems like we've seen this week. When interest rates rise, as has been happening, losses on LDI trades will be offset by declining scheme liability values, and so funding ratios should be unaffected. So This shouldn't be a big deal if you have money in one of these funds. Pension schemes will have stress-tested rising interest rate environments, and they will have set aside enough collateral to meet margin calls, but the recent extreme volatility driven by the mini-budget announcement has been greater than was expected As the collateral that had been set aside was consumed quite quickly, pension schemes had to then either sell gilts so that they had cash to meet those collateral calls, or they were kicked out of their derivatives positions because they couldn't pay up on time, and then they had to sell gilts to avoid having unhedged exposure to further sharp moves. LDI funds will have additionally sold index-linked gilts to shore up the cash in their fund. So, the Bank of England stepped in to calm the situation down, and they are buying gilts to offset all of the other sellers so that trading can occur in an orderly manner. They are providing liquidity to the market. Now, according to the press, a number of conservative MPs are saying that Kwasi Kwarteng can't survive the market turmoil that's been unleashed by his new economic plan. One former cabinet minister is quoted as saying, "I think he's dead." There are also rumors that Liz Truss is trying to distance herself from Kwarteng's economic strategy. I spoke to a friend who is much more knowledgeable about politics than I am and he compared this to the situation with Yanis Varoufakis during the Greek government debt crisis. While Yanis may have been good friends with the Prime Minister, when things got ugly he was replaced. We will have to see, as I said, I have no expertise on this topic and I will be interested to see what you guys have to say in the comments section. So, the other big issue that we need to cover is the chaos in the UK mortgage market. Some of the biggest British mortgage lenders including HSBC, Santander, Virgin Money and Halifax have either stopped offering new mortgages or withdrew certain mortgage products this week in response to the soaring cost of funding. The lenders still offering loans pulled many of their deals off the market until the situation calms down and they can be repriced. Moneyfax reported that 935 mortgage products were pulled from the market yesterday alone, saying that this was the largest daily drop on record, with the previous high being 462 when the first UK COVID lockdown was announced in 2020. Given what is happening in the bond market, it is a bit of a no-brainer to say that all banks will likely be pricing their mortgages higher going forward. Many of my international viewers are probably not aware that most mortgages in the UK are one way or another floating rate mortgages. What is known as a fixed rate mortgage in the UK usually has a fixed rate for just the first two or five years, after which it moves to the lender's standard variable rate. People often aim to refinance at that point to lock in for another two or five years. The hit to British homeowners shouldn't be immediate as rates rise, but there are 600,000 fixed rate deals due to expire in the second half of this year and 1.8 million expected to expire next year. If mortgage rates go up to 6 percent, homeowners might see their monthly repayments jump by over 70 percent. Now, not everyone will be affected by higher rates as more than half of British homeowners own their homes outright with no mortgage, but most of the people in that situation are retirees. Credit Suisse published a report predicting that house prices could easily fall 10% to 15% based on their analysis. They say that the house price correction would be gradual over the next 18 months. That is unfortunately fairly gloomy news for a lot of people. Now that's not how things definitely have to go though. I discussed a few of the options for how the situation might change and improve in my last video. Here is a link if you didn't see that one. See you in the next video. Bye.